Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino. Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lainey, my dear, how are you? I am awesome, Chip. How are you doing? Really well, actually. The weather kind of turned for the better eventually, finally, here in Chicago land, and it's put me in a pretty good mood. So that, that time, this time of the year is always like a sweet spot for me until it gets hellishly hot. Yeah, same here. It's been great to be able to get out and do stuff. And as I mentioned, when I was, we were doing um, the Chicago Wine Report, I've been out walking around and I discovered a new-to-me wine place. Oh, I know. That was fantastic. Um, yeah. Called All Together Now. Down in Ukrainian Village. Down right? in Ukrainian Village. Awesome. Um, AllTogetherNow.fun <laughs> is the uh, URL. And yeah, I just had a fantastic experience there, which I talk about in the Rewind Report. I know. I uh, When you sent me the photos of the wine last week, I got unusually excited. I mean, I'm always excited for the podcast, but um, we're going to be drinking two wines that I've... Well, I always... I like trying new things, right? Mm -hmm. And I have never had uh, these wines. Um, number one, there's a rosé from Germany. I mean, from Austria. I've never had an Austrian rosé. Yep. I'm sure they exist in quite a multitude, but I've never personally had one. And the other one, which I'm sure you're going to tell us about here shortly, is this crazy white wine that consists of like 15 different grapes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'll tell you what happened. Um, they had this you know, fantastic happy hour special, which was, which was just awesome. But then I saw they had some nice wines by the glass and decided just to, to try this Austrian rosé. Just mm -hmm. figured, what the heck. And it was by a wine producer, um, Ingrid Groys. Uh -huh. And what I learned about her, she's kind of interesting. She's from a winemaking family. Right. And uh, eventually became more involved with wine production, started working at some big name houses, uh, vineyards, and then came back home. And she and her father challenged each other to a blind tasting. And whoever would win would direct the family winery from then on out, and she won. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think she worked for Coca Cola, actually. Yeah, I mean, she, she was she, in marketing. Yeah, and she went back to making wine. I th it, it seems like the vines just call people it back home. Gives hope to all of us. So, in any case, I had uh, a glass of this just exquisite um, uh, rosé. And uh, Reed Hassenheid, I mean, the label is beautiful. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. It, it's just lovely, but it's on. And I tried it, and I said, oh, my God, this is the craziest acid I've ever experienced yeah. on a rosé. And I got super enthusiastic. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. And the... Um, 
the, the wine guy, the bartender, my server said, look, um, you know, this is, this is kind of her entry level stuff, but it's just exquisite. And he said, no, you might want to try this. And he was, and he pointed me toward another one of her bottles, which is a, a white wine field blend called, um, Gemester Satz. And that is a blend of so many grapes, I can't even list them here. The best <laughs> known, well, are Chardonnay, Müller-Thurgau, Grüner-Veltliner, Riesling, Pinot Blanc, and then a whole bunch of wines that I can't even... It's like Berglander's in there, maybe? Um, I think it's I think it's in there, well, actually, I think that's one that's not in there, but it could okay. be because it doesn't list all of them. Right. Um, and so she he pointed me to these two wines, and... Uh, brought them back and sat on them, feeling very sorry for myself <laughs> that I couldn't drink them. But well, just we as an interesting point to note, I was because again, I don't know much about this wine, but apparently, this uh, Gemischtersatz is now um, officially recognized by the Austrian government. Because you know, usually wines in most countries are by region, right? Right. But apparently, this is a style of wine. Okay. That is now being recognized. And I guess I think Mr. Schatz, you just mentioned it. It just means like field varieties. I, that's something like what that. I think. Right. Um, and, and that is it is what it is. And I'm hearing more about field blends. I mean field I've blends, yeah. I've heard about, you know, grower champagne, the idea mm -hmm. of that the, the farmer, the, 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 the winemakers they grow their own grapes uh -huh. and they're not blending for standardization. They're they're right. blending their own grapes for something unique. And I think it's actually fascinating because we did those wines by field recordings, right? Yeah. And some of those have six, seven, eight different grapes. Yeah. Right. And so it's, it, but seeing this happen, I'm also going to mention something else. Um, something that I've been noticing from some so-called so single variety wines from wine, from regions where I tend to expect great things. I've been noticing a lack of balance in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of wines, say out of Italy, a over preponderance of lemon flavors. Yeah, like, we've talked about in the past. Sure. I like mm -hmm. lemon, and I'm not saying right. they're bad wines. I'm just saying that they tend to be dominating. Another thing that's been happening lately with some Sauve Blancs is the cat pee. <laughs> and again, wines that ought not to yeah. have that. Stuff sure. from Loire, stuff from Alto Adige. Yeah, you don't usually look at the grassy notes from... Or that kitty litter, as we like to say in the industry. Yeah, and you don't, but that's been happening big time lately. And I don't, huh. again, I don't know if it's climate change. I don't know if it's a supply chain thing. Well, I mean, climate change is for, I mean, something's going on. Definitely. I mean, a lot of crops have been ruined. Yeah. Of, we talked earlier before we started about some storms in Europe that have devastated crops. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, but these wines from Austria are just incredible. And I know that they are blends to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. um, and so that may be something of the wave of the future, but I'm super excited to be drinking these with you. Well, do you want to uh, start with white? Why don't we do that? Yeah, absolutely. So again, this is the um, the Ingrid Groys or Gross Gemischter Satz. That's G-E-M-I-S-C-H-T-E-R space S-A-T-Z, mm -hmm. which means something like field blend apparently or field variety or something along those lines. Anyway, on the nose, I get a lot of honeysuckle and white flowers. And you, you said something interesting on, you thought it was... Morning dew on yeah. honeysuckle <laughs> yeah. and white flowers. There's that, there's that, that, that dewy quality, that moist, uh, fresh, dewy quality. But it quality. smells lovely. I mean, I mean it's, it's just it's the really, nose on this is really just aromatic. exquisite. Absolutely beautiful. Not perfumey, but... Mm -mm. And on the palate... 
It has a lovely round mouthfeel. I don't know if it's gone through secondary fermentation or not. Probably not. But it has some viscosity to it. Not oily necessarily. No. But it has weight, right? You can feel it on your tongue. It's almost like it coats your tongue. It what has, I really it, like that. The, it has staying power. Oh, I yeah, mean, there is absolutely. a delicacy to this, but once you try it, it's got more substance than you would initially believe. Yeah. Um, it really stays in your mouth. The acid on this is so beautiful. This is really well balanced um, because there is an ever so slight residual sweetness. Which I expect from Austrian and German wines. Yeah, a lot of times his wines do have that, but it's really well balanced because of the acid. <sighs> it's um, just... There's also... I was trying to rack my brain here to, to get this... Um, you know, there, there's also some kind of a quality of maybe like a ruby grapefruit that you've sprinkled sugar on. So you get this ever so slight bitterness and there's a hint of flinty smokiness too. Um, I really, really dig this wine. I'm digging the wine too. Um, this the, actually seems like it might be kind of expensive. How much do you pay? This was 29 Okay, so it's a little so up there. The, it, yeah. it was a little up there, um, but the gentleman who really, again, really seemed to know his stuff was really it wasn't pushy about it but he was very definite about this wine particularly i think because he knew i liked the rosé so much yeah this is uh you know i know that here at no chalice required we've often said over the last year and a half that we don't really buy wine that we're going to pan or denigrate right so we often have nice things to say about the wines that we drink you know over time you know, it might seem like everything is equal, that we just like everything. Um, but this is one of those instances where, for me at least, this is in the upper echelon of the, some of the whites that we've done. It's really, really elegant, really beautiful. Um, and like I said, I, did, I had no idea what Lenny paid for it, but I, I, I sort of assumed that it would be a little more expensive than the usual 15 to $20 bottles we have. Yeah, I just, you know, it was one of those experiences where... I'm in the right place. I'm in a shop where they know their stuff, where they're choosing everything with incredible care. They take care of their customers. And I'm not going to miss out on something like this. No, absolutely. No, this, this, is, uh, this is first class. This, this is, and as Chip said, yeah, you know, we don't, we, we're smart enough, I think, to know not to buy stuff that we're just not going to like. Um, and we, we, I don't feel like I'm qualified to pan a wine and outright simply because I don't have that background or experience. Right. But I, so I guess my point would be that like, if this were from France, yeah, the Loire Valley, for instance, yeah. or from Burgundy or even from like Provence, you know, the Southern Rhone, yeah. or if it were from Napa Valley, yeah. um, or even certain regions in Italy, mm-hmm. this would probably be a forty or fifty dollar. That's what of wine. I'm thinking. But yeah. this is a this is this this woman's making wine on the Austrian Czech border. Yeah, middle of nowhere. And you know, Austrian wines tend to be values just because they're not. The and they're screw caps. The marketing isn't. You know, it's just not there. People look Austrian wine like what? I mean, they make incredible wine. The Austrians do, but it's just not as popular in the United States. Yeah. So I mean, it's a value. This is a value at twenty nine bucks. Believe it or not. Yeah. Anyway, I really like this. Thank you, Lenny. Uh, yeah, thank. Well, thank you, Chip, because um, you know I like to make sure that I'm, I'm surprising you as well. So, <laughs> all right, we're going to move on to this rosé that drove me insane. Yeah. Well, first of all, it looks exactly like a rosé you might get from Provence. Yeah, that beautiful, beautiful pale, salmon, pale pink. Yeah. Pale salmon, pale, pale salmon. pink, whatever, orangey, dusky. 
Yeah. Right when the sun first starts to set, when it's still kind of bright but orangey. Yeah. Um, so this is actually an interesting blend as well. So this is made from Pinot Noir. Yeah. And a grape called uh, Zweigelt. Thank you for pronouncing it for me. Well, I, I took uh, high school German, and all I know is Z-W-E-I mm-hmm. is the number two. Ein Zwei, Dry, mm-hmm. Fier, Funf, Zwiebenach, whatever. So I'm guessing that this probably means two grapes. I might be wrong, but I do know that Zweigelt is uh, a recent invention, actually. It was in the 1920s. An Austrian professor crossed... Um, a grape called Saint Laurent mm-hmm. with a grape called Blau Frankish, which you're probably familiar with. Right? We, we've reviewed Blau Frankish. Yeah, so Blau Frankish and Saint Laurent. Saint Laurent, another grape I'm not really familiar with. I mean, I've come across the terminology before. It's grown uh, mainly in the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. um, near Bo- like Bohemia, I think mm-hmm. that area, and also Austri- in Austria. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's like the number three red grape in Austria or something like that. Uh, anyway... Just a little fun fact for you there. Yeah, um, and this is the end. This is the this is the rosé that blew my mind. So. Yeah, so this is like this is crazy on the nose. Um, yeah, it has a this kind of barnyard funk. Yeah, it also has, um, and I don't know if this is a maritime area. I don't think it is because it's on the border of Austria. Yeah. And, but it has like this kind of this marshy, oceany kind of thing on the nose, like. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're near the ocean and you get those ocean smells. Yeah, no. This is interesting because both of these wines have had characteristics of air. Mm-hmm. This one over here is morning dew air. Yeah. Uh, the white. And this one is the kind of the oceany yeah. air. And it, it's when you have that particular quality that suggests to me that there's a lot going on with that winemaker. Mm. Yeah, and on the palate, like, like, Zan- like Lenny mentioned, it has crazy acid. Oh. I mean, it's like, it's almost, it's not over the top, but it's definitely a zesty, zingy, make your tongue kind of sizzle kind of acid, right? Yeah. Um, with a little bit of residual sweetness again, like the white, mm-hmm. but man, it's really good. It is, it is one of the best rosés I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I tend to, and I like rosé, but I've got to the point where... I'm developing uh, palate fatigue <laughs> with a lot of rosés. I mean, there's just they're they're just the same old, same old. We've got the underripe strawberries, yeah, a little sure. bit of salted watermelon, yeah. and there's just it leaves me cold. Yeah, this wine, this I could never get tired of because the acid is so beautiful. This really slaps you in the face, actually. I mean, it's a really it is not it's at like all a boom. Like, yeah, it's like it announces itself, and it's. Um, it does have some of the typical fruits that you would associate with a rosé, um, like watermelon, for instance, but not not like the underripe or the salted watermelon, but like a more of a riper watermelon, maybe to me at least. <sighs> yeah, it's just it's it's just heavenly, and there is a tiny bit of residual sugar that you can taste, but again, the acid takes care of it. Yeah, and, and you know the really interesting thing about these two wines is, you know, as you know, I'm, I'm a big time fan of rosé from Provence. Right? Yeah, and they tend to be just crisp, clean, refreshing. Yeah, they've perfected a style of wine that I particularly like, and apparently 
millions, hundreds of millions of other people across the planet yeah. also like. But these two, um, they really fill your mouth up. Like it's, it coats, oh. it, it's like I said, they're yeah. not oily. I mean, some wines can be kind of oily, some especially ones that are more expensive. But these really coat your tongue and they linger on the palate, right? Yeah. It's lovely. It, it, there, there's a lot to these wines. There's yeah. a lot to these wines. And how much and was the rosé? That was twenty five. Okay, excellent. So these are, you know, these are not an ex- they're not cheap wines, although they're under thirty. Yeah. Um, but if you again, if you're looking at if you were buying them from a France a French winemaker, oh, they'd be way more. Expensive. They'd be way more expensive. Yeah. And the bottles, by the way, are gorgeous. Um, I love the Austrian the the long, beautiful bottles. Yeah, and, they and also, the screw cap. Uh, if you ever. Um, does this one have it? Oh, yeah. no, that one doesn't have it. What? Oh, this one does. Oh, no, the, yeah, the, just as a little side note, um, you always know when you're drinking Austrian wine because the screw cap on the top of it, it's like, looks like their flag. Yeah, the Austrian flag. But the thing is also with the screw cap, and I keep saying this to folks, hey, this is one of the most con- consumer friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, options out there. So if you are at an outdoor concert, you're at a picnic, nobody has to run around trying to find a corkscrew. Oh, I completely agree. I actually, I am totally for, let's just save the poor cork trees in Portugal and just go to screw caps because there's no reason why you shouldn't. No, absolutely not. And actually, there's a strong argument to be made that wine is better preserved when it's a screw tip, when it's a screw cap. I, I agree. And then also the other thing is is if you know if you you don't finish your bottle of wine, it's a lot easier to put the screw cap back yeah. on than try and jamming and a cork make it, in. And make it airtight. Right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, and yeah. the and the cork doesn't fit in your wine fridge and it's just a complete mess. So um again, I you know, this is another testament to why going to local wine shops is yep. a good idea. And uh, because you're going to find stuff like well, this, we're going to get in touch with Ingrid and congratulate her because these um, these are these are really really good. They deserve wider distribution. Um, of course, if they had wider distribution, the quality would probably decline and they would become cheaper. But I don't think she'd let that happen. She doesn't sound like the kind of person, person who would let, let, that, let happen. that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, you know, it means more for us because yeah. um, we know that there are many of these small these producers out there. Um, they release what they release and that's it. No, these are magnificent. I mean, truly magnificent. Um, I can't thank you enough, Lainey. Um, now I have to, something to live up to because it's my choice next time. It is absolutely, Chip. All right. I want to remind everybody that we, in addition to no challenge required, we also do the Chicago wine report. Um, so if you're in the Chicago area, you know, go on over to chicagowinereport.substack.com and uh, you can subscribe to our newsletter and a short podcast, which is also on World Perspectives Radio Chicago every Wednesday at 3 p.m. So I want to thank everybody for your support. Um, uh, no challenge required. We love doing these for you, and we're glad to be back in the saddle. And Chip, I'm looking forward to what you come up with next week. Lainey, thank you so much again. These wines were really magnificent, and I don't say that lightly. Um, yeah, I will find something special for next week. Thank you, and see you soon. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.